get a teabag is that you dickhead my Nando here. Yes, I've done it again. We were only three episodes into the continuation of TOEFOP and I fucked up the sound. Uh, I forgot to turn the microphones on, so Charlie and I talked into the microphones. It was recording from the machine. Uh, the machine records apparently through doors because you can hear Ramona barking through the door for the first few minutes. Uh, then she goes away. I think Amy comes in at one stage. Look. Anyway, look, we only did eight episodes, so I thought, fuck it, I better put it up anyway. So hopefully um, it's listenable. Um, I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, whatever. It's TOEFOP. Enjoy. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild course language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. That's awesome. Is it a gritty reboot? We've been talking about Batman like usual. <laughs> World was like. It's free, you know. I travelled through time. Playlist. <laughs> Have sex with happy mates. Well, you're on a lazy Susan. <laughs> it's a total fact. The father of Bart and the Holy Toast. Fire up the fucking flux capacitor and let's get guns. Now, this is Tofop. Everyone relax. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello. Hi. Oh, you're saying hello to me or the audience? Oh, I'm both. Okay, hi. I mean, I've already you said hello to you. About yeah, but this is like a showbiz hello. Oh, yeah, right. This is like the official stuff. Are you going to ask me what I think of Australia? Is that the next question? Yeah. What do you think, what do you think of Australia? Uh, the people are so friendly. Uh, everyone's really nice. You know, I haven't seen much of the country because obviously I'm doing a lot of this kind of stuff, but uh, everyone seems great. I um, It is, and I've spoken about this on the podcast before, I know, but it is such an indication of the insecurity of our country <laughs> so like, nice. and how we see our, our country through other people's eyes. And I don't think always in a good way. Yeah. I think sometimes we can have a little bit of more arrogance about the things that are great about Australia. Yeah. Like this idea that we do have a high minimum wage and the idea that we do, you know, have like the, what, the medical safety net. Well, it's like there was that meme that was going around uh, when the sort of Obamacare thing first came in and someone sort of was comparing Australian like free education. Well, this is funny because this may be on the line soon, but free education, free healthcare and stuff, uh, gun control, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, we don't really celebrate the fact that Oh, no, we already have the wish list. Yeah. We have the things that people run on in other countries, mm. and then we're trying to get rid of that shit. Yeah. It, it makes absolutely no sense at all. Yeah. And so, like, I, and we are very insecure about, you know, where we see ourselves within the world, and I think that is it's shown no more than in those instances where we ask a visiting celebrity what they think of our country. Yeah. What do you think of us? Has any celebrity, Tell us something nice has about any us. celebrity ever just gone, I'm broken your pack of bricks? Well, Jerry Seinfeld, I always come to in this conversation for two reasons. One, best press conference ever because they did a press conference, like they'd set it up on the tarmac when he arrived in his private plane. Yeah, right. And someone asked him, what do you think of Australia? He'd walk from his private plane to the tarmac <laughs> for the press conference. <laughs> Um, and the second one was why you know, have the, the tarmac is it like the questions uh, is that important that we can't let you get through the, the gate I guess, pick I guess, up your bags I guess it was just showbiz like it was a bit of spectacle that's but, hilarious but, uh, but who's there that's only going to be the press right there's going to be no crowds or anything because they can't get anyone near the tarmac no 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 it's press yeah it's a press event that's so dumb I mean what's the difference do you watch the news and go fuck they met him on the tarmac as opposed to, oh, they met him, you know, inside a studio or just like they set up a, like a press wall or something inside the airport. 
Does one have more impact to you? Maybe he has to take all these drugs. <laughs> Maybe he only does press conferences really fucking off his head on mushrooms or something. Yeah, yeah. And he can fly them in on his private plane, but he knows as soon as he goes through customs, he has to dump that shit. So he always does press conferences really off his head on mushrooms on the... But how's it Or just eating a banana. Like Maybe it's just like fruit. You don't have Maybe to... it's not a drug thing at all. Maybe he just really likes American bananas. So if you have a private plane, you don't have to go through security or anything. Well, the thing that they always say about um, security, particularly when it comes to things like... Um, uh, contraband, you know, like, is that no one cares about you taking shit out of their country. Right, right, right. Like, it's very easy. You hear stories all the time where people go to rehab or whatever and they get on the plane with the shit because no one cares about you getting on the plane with, like, drugs, right? Yeah, yeah. They care about you getting on the plane with bombs. Yeah, yeah. But they don't care about you getting on the... They care about you getting off the plane yeah, with right. drugs. So as long as you take the drugs while you're on the plane, people seem fine with that. Right. If Chappelle had just smoked that boogie board while on the plane, she would have avoided all the trouble. Did you hear that story about, uh, I think, Justin Bieber's when the trouble sort of started in the States, that they got on his plane and it smelt like weed? Yeah, that's right. When they searched the plane or something, it's like, yeah. well, I mean, how can, can you... It's, it say something smells like weed. Yeah. I mean, I've smelt Indonesian cigarettes. I've smelt like grass clippings and gone, oh, that has a kind of slightly weedy smell. Yeah. Is it possible that maybe he's like, oh, sorry, there was a guy mowing grass and another guy who <laughs> was smoking Indonesian yeah. cigarettes. We had some incense, uh, we're all doing yoga. That's how we like to party. Yeah. We get some Indonesian cigarettes, some nag champa, and a guy mowing the lot. That's just, that's just how the beaver rolls. Well, my mum to this Can't day... Can't prove it's worth. <laughs> my mum to this day, like, hates the smell of incense because it reminds her of when my older sister used to smoke pot. Right. And then she'd light some incense. So to my mum, it's just like an indicator. And you got to remember, my mum's like, like you know, church-going Catholic. And so incense... anytime time she smells incense at church, she's like, who's coming up with smoking weed? It's the yeah. guy up the front eating all the Jesus. Yeah. When, when I say that guy's a high priest, I mean, he's a high priest. The guy in the corner with some peanut butter and the body of Christ. It's like... <laughs> Chowing down. Wow, oh, fuck, man. That would be, yeah, that would be pretty amazing. I want, there's no major established religions where, like, you've got those uh, shamans and stuff where, like, psychedelic, because you know that idea that, you know, before kind of, like, the... the, the Do you think that everyone can hear Ramona barking outside the door? So. Okay, maybe I'll open the door and she'll stop barking. Okay. Uh, uh, because it's annoying. All right, you're in now. Yeah. Shut up. Um, yeah, with older religions, like a lot of the times, psychedelics and stuff we use, they say that, you know, the druids. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, sure. But is there any, like, major modern religion where drugs are still kind of. Well, I think that, like, you know, Ben Lee did that album that was all about. The one his, we got all happy? With, no, no, the one after that, oh. where he. Um, <laughs> uh, it was about some experiment uh, with some. Ayahuasca, yeah. So that's what you do down in like South America. Yes, yeah, so that's like a shamanic sort of. Yeah, but of I mean like, like major religion. I mean like Islam, Christianity, Buddhism. Like the Buddhist. Oh, like is there anywhere that there's like that's part of come the to church? We get a high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can imagine Buddhist. I don't know if it's. <laughs> to be honest with you, Charlie, if there was, I think I would. have <laughs> yeah, I think you would have, because I'm already a pretty spiritual cat. <laughs> I just don't think that any of the major religions sort of answer the questions that I'm asking. You know what I love if is, there was some religion that was just like, oh, by the way, I love that you said you're a spiritual cat yeah. because that just by that you know that terminology says you're spiritual because you know it's like right. I'm chill, man, I'm relaxed, I'm, right. hey, cat, cool cat. I yeah. use the word cat, yeah, you know, unapologetically. 
When you say the word cat, I expect you to be wearing like a beret and sunglasses and playing like a bass in the 1960s. I kind would. Of like beat poetry. I club. would. I would if my friends dun, couldn't see me. Dun, dun, I would happily do that. Like if I was going someplace where I knew I would run into none of you fuckers, I would happily like wear a beret. Wear a beret and play dark glasses. I would happily do that. I can call happy. people cat. Hey, you cats. You cats dig? I'd be so happy doing that, Charlie. You know, there's so much of my life that I think I wasted by uh, being ambitious. You know, I wasted by, like, not wanting to waste it. Like, you know, I, there's another part of me that just wanted to... Get, I should have gone to Paris. You know, I should have gone to fucking Paris and just drunk all day and eaten cheese and written bad poetry. I think you're uh, like, underestimating the uh, 1960s cool cat guy. Who know, I mean, he might work fucking seven days a week coming up with that beat poetry and, you know, thinking about life. He's probably an existentialist. You know, he reads a lot of kind of uh, Robert, Cam- no, Albert Camus. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that guy works out. Ayn Rand. But <laughs> <laughs> now, educate me. What's, I've heard that name. What is, An- who is Ayn Rand? What is Ayn Rand? Ah, uh, some right-wing American fucking, like, it's basically that everyone should be up. the 60s? Yeah, and it's, everyone should be up for themselves and, you right. know, like, you know, yeah, people are coming to take your stuff and you're great because you're great and everyone else Oh, really? Is so it's like the earliest Wolf of Wall Street kind of... Right. And it's like... It's greed like, is good. It's like a right-wing sort of... like Home. Like anyone who's got, you know... Like, don't let anyone who's got Ayn Rand in their um, <laughs> uh, Tinder profile, let, don't let them finger you. Yeah, right. I don't know how cl- care how close they are and how good looking they are. <laughs> if they love and list Ayn Rand, yeah. don't let them Mind finger Kampf you. Mind is only like one step away. Right, yeah, it's only one step from the Hitler salute right up <laughs> yeah. into your vagina. So have that's my seen, warning to you. Have you done Tinder? Have you seen Tinder? No, have I haven't you? done it. Because I, uh, I, I think I'm too old for Tinder. I said to Jen, I just, I just wanted to, well, to me, what Tinder is. It's like, you know, when you sit down with a, like a glossy magazine and you'd flip through it with someone and go, would you do her? Would you do him? Would you do her? Would you do him? And you're just yeah. like... I've, so, been, I've been in long car trips. Yeah. I've, I've toured. <laughs> we played that game. So that is like that brought to life. Where yeah. you literally... Because you watch people and it's like, no, no, no. And they are dismissing people so quickly and it's yeah. fun. And so I said to Jam, can I do it? Because I just want to play the game. She's yeah. like, absolutely not. No. Because you've got to say with your Facebook profile. Right. And she doesn't want people knowing that I'm on Tinder. No. Because what does that say about a relationship? Can you hide it from Facebook? Surely you can hide it from Facebook. I don't know. I don't want to do it because yeah, I don't yeah. get No, you don't want to do it. But it doesn't stop me getting my friends There'll friends. be some article in Confidential. <laughs> When Josh Lawson was on it, they, they wrote about it in Confidential in the newspaper. Was he Josh on Lawson, the Australian actor. Yeah, but you know, Josh, he's a handsome guy. He likes to have some fun. And why wouldn't he? Like, he's a, he's a single guy. So he was on fucking Tinder, right? I guess. And then they wrote about it in Confidential. I still... Is that their, it, 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 it sounds fucking crazy, but I was just going to say... He's allowed to be on Tinder, right? Yeah, no, totally. But I'm just... And this sounds ludicrous, but although I like the idea of Tinder and stuff, I still want it to be private. Like, I don't want anyone to know. Oh, I don't want anyone to know. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, should, if they can invent a Tinder where as soon as you see the person and reject them... Uh, you forget them? Yeah. Like it erases? Like, <laughs> like men in black. Like uh, like a Snapchat. Yeah, you have yeah. to... Like it flashes a yeah. light like men in black, but you have to keep watching the light. That's yeah, the yeah. agreement, right? Yeah, yeah. Or you don't see the next image if you don't look at the light. Yeah, yeah. And so it erases the one you've seen. Yeah, I would happily be into that. Like yeah. some people suggested in America, because I travel around a lot and sometimes I'll be stuck in like, you know, a place for a week and you don't really know anyone. Uh, like uh, one of my American comedy friends said, oh, you know, the best thing for that is Tinder. If you get on Tinder, like, you know, because not everyone on, on there is like... But 90%. Of. Yeah, right. But you can like meet people or you can get people to come to see the shows and all those sort of things. And yeah. I thought, oh, well, that kind of makes sense. But it's not for me. Like I'm no. past that. Uh, like, oh, 10 years ago, 
or whatever 20 years ago like yeah of course would have been all up around that that would have been fantastic but I just feel like I'm like nah you know what I can't even go yeah nah but you know what it is like it's fucking crazy you're exactly right 20 years ago but I think it's kind of a good thing that 20 years ago because if it turned to 20 years ago it would be the equivalent of you walking into a bar as a like 19 year old well, firstly, and just like well, firstly, can I say this? If we had uh, Tinder twenty years ago, the world would be over now. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> I believe this is the beginning of the. It end. would be idiocracy. Right. That's where we'd be. I don't know the number what. one film would be "Ouch My Balls." Yeah, I don't know what's going to get us first. Like, whether the world's going to get too hot for us to live on, or whether we're just going to get too stupid to exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like we're in the last throes of it. Good luck, everybody. But. Um, yeah, so I think Tinder is per- partly that. We wouldn't be here. But so tell me what you Hang were going to say. Just before we go back there, yeah. can you write Tinder on the wall? Yeah, of course I can. Uh, we've got the, we, if, I, should, I should mention that we mentioned in the second episode that we had the blackboard and we were writing topics on there and what we wrote on there ourselves. to remind us. And in the first episode, we talked. We said we were talking about Hot Woman and Animal. Yeah. And in the second episode, we are like, well, we should talk about those things. Yeah. But we didn't. <laughs> Because no fucking blackboard's going to tell us what we can talk about. <laughs> well, that's not racist, we're, by the way. We're not, a whiteboard would be the same. We're not Mr. Squiggle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hurry up. Hurry you, you fuck you off. fuck off, mate. You don't <laughs> tell me what to do. Uh, not because he's black, though. So you're saying, you know, we're getting close to wiping ourselves out. Just so you're right. I mean, I hope not. No, no, no. But, just, but I think we are. Okay, yes. just so we are. Yeah. Right? Would we? I think the, either the robots or the temperature of the planet Would we be the first stupidity. species in existence... To have like wiped ourselves out through like complete idiocy. Like think about like a colony of ants or you know no school of fish don't like get together and then they start picking on one group of fish and then they start like you know eating up all the salmon in their area and then like you know digging for oil and polluting their environment. Like uh, I don't know about that actually because I, technically I reckon every species. And what are I the know, dominant species? I think that every species and I know that we have killed. Uh, like, I think about a third of all fucking animals that have ever lived or something mm. like that, right? But I think technically, if you're just going to measure it on, like, a really technical level, I think we are smarter than all the ones that are dead. Because we don't know whether... We think, oh, yeah, we killed them because we went into their environment or blah, blah, blah. But maybe they were fucking idiots. Yeah. Maybe they could have moved just over there and yeah. been fine. But they kept coming, oh, that shiny bulldozer. Like, mm. how the fuck do we know? Yeah. Maybe they were stupider than us. They're dead, so we win in that uh, regard. Okay, I guess... Yeah, I guess so. But we might be next. And there <laughs> might be heaps of things that outlast us, is my point. There might be heaps of things that, like, after we're dead, and, like, just walking around going, Yeah. Hey, uh, do you remember humans? Was... Like, in the same way as, like, there's things that have become extinct in our lifetime, yeah. there may be a time where we're not on this planet anymore and fucking cats or whatever are in charge and they look back and they go, hey, do you remember those fucking idiots who used to look after us yeah. who, who then died? Do you know, have you been watching Cosmos, the Neil deGrasse Tyson, Seth MacFarlane series? Awesome, if you haven't seen it, based on the Carl Sagan book. Is it also awesome if you have seen it? Uh, yes, it okay. also, yeah, it is, that's, a, that's a good point. I thought it was about Cosmos. I thought it was about... Uh, Cosmo Kramer. No, co- making Cosmopolitans. <laughs> Um, but Neil deGrasse Tyson, he does this episode about... Um, oh, Diggy Hazlitt. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris, right? Yeah. Yeah, Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson. But he makes a point about carbon dioxide or carbon emissions, and he said that, um, you know, there's been mass extinction events, volcanic eruptions and stuff, where carbon dioxide has been put into the air. But for the first time ever, it's been deliberately done by... Spe- like, we are rivaling mass extinction events, but we're doing it. Oh, yeah, own. yeah, yeah. 
volition. And yeah, we go, oh, oh, this, this is the thing that will happen. Yeah. Hey, uh, we can help it. We can accelerate it. Oh, yeah, hoops. Meanwhile, there's this sun, which uh, like has given life, and and we're not doing anything to like work out. How do we just harness that thing that like, uh, seems the, the to gives... balances the, 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 the ecosystem? Yeah, could we harness the thing but naturally... that is already pretty much responsible for all the energy that we have? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. We'll just ignore that until it's too late. Yeah, so I've got this scab on my knee. Yeah. I'm just going to keep picking at that knee right. rather than just, like, you know, work out how I can let, you know, nature heal it. I'm just going to dig it right. open a bit. So it's in there. You know, it's, there might be... There might should be we, oil. at any stage, check with this essential component of all life? <laughs> this thing that is genuinely the thing that brings life to the earth? You know what? If it's nah, that, if <laughs> nah, it's too hard to get close to. We can't have a look at that. Jesus will build us another one in another six thousand years. We'll be fine. I mean, it's somebody was saying the other day that making the point of like, what if we're the generation that's meant to leave the earth? Like, you know. And I was like, what a fucking selfish. Yeah, bad house guest. Like, like, they're the tenant you never want in your flat. What, we're just gonna fuck up this place? And we're gonna, and we're gonna go and find some other place to fuck up? And we go to, like, at least keep their bond, then find out they didn't ever pay the bond in no. the first place? No, I never paid it, mate. And yeah, there was a lot more of us than we had on the lease, by the way. About <laughs> <laughs> six billion of us. <laughs> six billion of us, mate. That is weird. And we all had cats. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. It is really, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is just the sort of thing you feel when you get to my age in life and maybe everybody feels this about their generation, but it just does. Because I think we're doing a lot of great things as well. You know, I, I see us evolve every day as human beings, but man, like, it's some it, shit it's going equal, on. It's equal measure, though. I say we're evolving as fast as we're kind of devolving as well. We're doing some dumb stuff. I mean, the disparity and the inequality of wealth, like... If it's not a problem now, and it's reflected in our popular culture, you, you know, you look yeah. at the Occupy, you know, movement. You looked at, you know, uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Uh, <laughs> but like, but my point is that these things are starting. We have no money here. What is it? What is it? We're, we don't. We don't have any money. Then why are you here? <laughs> is that the line? Something like that. Yeah. I um, uh, the disparity between wealth is getting, you know, more and more. Like, you know, even it just. It's going to become a problem at some stage. And I think that problem is going to be... It doesn't seem like an outdated system. Like, when you think about... Our politics, yeah. Well, no, like, but the idea of, like, a financial system, like, Jacques Fresco, who's this futurist, who sort of talks about, you know, this... Do you mean James Franco? Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, James Franco. Jacques Jacques Fresco takes selfies, like, nude selfies, does weird little art projects. Good friend of Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But um, he sort of talks about how, like, a... a, a, a oh, no, I know his brother, Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Uh, he talks about how, like, the idea of a monetary system worked for a certain period of time when you're bartering for, you know, goods and stuff. But he said, we're such a... Well, you have the technology now uh, and, and the resources to have a resource-based economy. So it's not based on sort of trading sort of coins or units of measure for goods and services and, you know, having this inequality. It's like, well, we just all agree that these are the resources and we share them equally. And that way, you know, you don't have to sort of, like, if you need to get a house built, we can focus on building the technology that makes that quickly, quick, easy and safe. You know, and... It, you think are you talking about get, communism? It's not really communism. Well, I guess that is, that, that is a tenet of communism. But it's more about, it's more science-based. He's saying that we should be putting, 
Like he talks about, for instance, air travel and how inefficient that is, and it burns up fossil fuels and stuff. And he said the the the, the fastest and easiest way to travel is high speed rail, right? Underwater, overwater, underwater rail. Yeah, but he said like super super quick, like bullet trains, it's faster than that. And he said, but everything's controlled by, what's it like? Oh, I can't remember what the what Patrick's. the power is. It's a, electricity, something like that. But it's yeah. a much more efficient Stand way to run. And it kind of makes sense because you think about how dangerous air travel is, and you know. Fuel costs are really expensive. Very expensive. So anyway, he's got some ideas like that, but I mean, I just there's no way you could implement it. Like you literally have to freeze the world, come in, take everyone's money, delete everyone's yeah. bank accounts, and then start again. But you know what would happen? Everyone would just start killing each other. Yeah, because we're fucking animals. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> I don't know if we're worth saving, but. I don't know, maybe we are. When well, I meet the best people, of us are. When I, Kate Blanchett and Hugh Jackman should definitely get some. When I meet people individually, I, I often find them, you know, delightful and just amazing. But, like, as groups, sometimes they terrify me. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it's, the, it's why The Simpsons is always right. There's never been a better depiction of mob mentality than The Simpsons. Like, right. whenever, you know, the, the, the community of The Simpsons... So true. It's one of their... because, it's you know, one of their most I need a placebo. <laughs> what their most consistent satirical points that they make in is that how town quickly is how people quickly get hysterical. people just become a fucking mob. Yeah. That's true, though. The monorail. Yeah, exactly. Man, Captain O'Brien wrote that episode, The Monorail. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I'm just like, you've had a fucking cool life. Yeah. When... You've been, like, A, you've had a cool life when you've been Conrad Brian, right? But he fucking wrote... One of the best. The monorail episode of The Simpsons. Yeah. Like, that's enough. Mm. Like, you could write the monorail episode of The Simpsons, you could drop your fucking mic that it was weird that you had in your Simpsons have you writing seen, uh, and walk out. Have you seen Look Well? The pilot that he wrote that never got picked up? No. Oh, my God. If you not seen it, you would love it. It's, uh, it's brilliant. The, the premise, it stars Adam West... TV's Batman. TV's Will But it was made like uh, at the start of, like 1990, around about then. So it's yeah. like middle-aged Adam West. And the idea is that he is uh, an actor who started in a police show years ago, fun right. enough. Okay, nice. But now teaches acting classes to a group of kind of kids. But whenever he hears about a crime, he uses his acting, <laughs> like, you know, the things he learned in the TV show. And the police guy's like, look, well, uh, we don't need your help. You know, and so he tries to go undercover at the races and he turns up and he's dressed like a 1920s like racer with a scarf. and like, It's just brilliant. But he wrote that. It didn't get picked up. But you watch it and it's, seriously, it's one of the funniest unmade pilots or unmade well, series. Yeah. It's so good. And he wrote that yeah. when he was probably like 24, 25. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Sometimes I feel like I haven't done enough stuff. We haven't. Like, well, I mean, I haven't. Like, on, you None know, of us have. Well, none of us have. But if we all, if we all worked our full potential, then... How, it wouldn't uh, be doing this podcast. Well, it's an interesting uh, question when it comes to that. Is because it's very hard to know what your balance should be. Like, so for example, in the last four years, I haven't had uh, a holiday at all because I've been trying to combine, you know, uh, you know, working in America and sort of establishing myself over there, and then having to come back here and do a year's worth of Australian work in whatever time I have left in the year, and each year that's got smaller and smaller. So. I assumed at some stage I would settle into one thing or the other and I'd get a bit more mm. time to spare. Um, and I guess that's what's about to happen now. It's like, you know, when I go back to the US after this, I'm back there to just do gigs and work on my stand-up and, you know, that's what I wanted to do. 
But it's been like, you know, four years without me having a break at all. And I'm not really sure how to have a break anymore. Yeah. And like, I know it's important. Like, I know it's something I should be doing, but it feels like, you know, when you're in a thing and you start to go, oh, there's all these things that I haven't done yet and that I want to do. But I think that sometimes it's important to be able to go, like, walk around yeah. with an idea or just go and do something or... Well, just, to, I mean, for me, I don't probably have the kind of... You have, like, specific deadlines, like, show has to be ready by this or when you're doing room or whatever. Uh-huh. When I'm not sort of doing my day job, like, all my deadlines are kind of self-imposed because I don't know when, you know, sure. something's going to get picked up or we're going to get the money for this or whatever. So, for me, the holiday comes when I feel like I can do no more to that point. You know uh, what I mean? Like, I don't think I could ever do that. I think that's one of the reasons I have, I am so deadline driven is that like, if you let me work on my show, I would work on it forever. Yeah. Right. It would never be right. Yeah. Cause I don't think I've ever but done yeah, one. I think you have, to walk, away, you have to walk away. Like occasionally, like doesn't, it must happen with you where you look well, at I just get to the end and, and I have to come up with a new bit. And so I have to start again. So it's, it's self-enforced. But where, do you like, for me, the hardest thing in, with writing and I'm assuming it's the same for writing jokes is turning on the computer the next day and then rereading what you wrote, you know, before and then go, oh, and then you start like tick, 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 tick. And by the end of the day, you haven't fucking advanced anywhere. The hardest thing for me is just start, just keep going, keep going and then redraft, you know, once you get yeah, through yeah, it, yeah. when you get it all out, because I think it's, uh, I, you know, I'm kind of the opposite of that. I've, I've never had any problems with quantity. I just never know how to stop. I like, you know, I have plenty of ideas and stuff. So, like, writing things, like, having the time to actually just sit down and write is actually kind of a pleasure, you mm. know, when I actually get the time to do it, at least in my own pace. Like, today I wrote, like, I, I was doing something else. My perfect time to write, I think, actually, is when I'm doing something else, mm. but that thing is not urgent, yeah. right? So it's enough of a distraction, obviously, that things kind of just potter around in my head. And then I can and get distracted from that boring thing yeah, and yeah. go and sit on my computer and, like, write. Yeah. Yeah, this thing. That, like, I wrote a whole... I probably wrote, like, a thousand words today for something that I'm not even sure... I don't even know what it's for. Yeah, yeah. But it was just a bunch of ideas I was having in my head. And I was like, oh, it was really nice. I it think, very I think it's important. I've actually been seeing a... Uh, a woman, like a, a career counsellor, I guess. Oh, yeah, so you mentioned this. Did I? Yeah, when we were, I think maybe... When, Have we talked about this before? I don't think, I, hey! I don't know if we talked about it on uh, Willosophy or whether we just uh, have talked about it in real I life. I wouldn't do Willosophy because I've only done it recently. Okay, okay so, so um, tell us about this. You, this woman, you, she, uh, like we have a couple of friends who have used her, like uh, Vorno before he started his own agency and Knackers when he got back into painting and I think Steve Curry used her before he did a role and she... Basically, she's just like a, a career counsellor. And um, how old is she? Like, she's sort of middle-aged uh, woman. What do you mean? What does middle-aged mean? Like, 50-ish. I guess she's got sort of like silver-grey hair. She okay. kind of looks a bit like... She looks a bit like the mum from Picket Fences. Oh. <laughs> Kathy Baker, but with sort of silver, dark yeah. hair. All yeah, all right. Okay, nice. Um, but yeah, so... Married? No, I think she lives alone. And what's, what's her career been? Well, she's, uh, funnily enough, because I wanted to go see her about writing, uh-huh. and she used to be a lecturer in screenwriting at Afters, which right. is the film and television radio school in Sydney. So... <laughs> <laughs> like, the good news is when I let Ramona in that she uh, stopped barking, the bad news is she's now so comfortable on my lap that she just started snoring. Maybe that is like an omen of what the audience we're doing is I tell my very boring story about fucking going to a counsellor. 
<laughs> is that, the, that is what she's trying to tell us. She's not actually sleeping because her eyes are open. She's saying, dudes, boring. There's boring. A, we've got a little soundtrack. Yeah. It's Ramona doing special comments, just chipping in. But if I was listening to this... She's our John hear, Blackman. I could hear that snoring in the yeah. background. It actually it would have you in. <laughs> yeah. But it happened at work the other day when one of the girls well, that I was working with... Well, then maybe we'll be inside had... your dream and we can guide your dream. Oh, my God. So Inception. whatever we talk about, this is going to be your dream. Yeah. Like, she lulls you in. This is like a hypnotherapy oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shh, oh, my God. Tell your friends oh, about time. Right. Right. No, let's tell your friends let's about time. Let's get the rhythm first. Okay. Rhythm. I think she's stopped now. All right, no, she's stopped. She doesn't want to play. I literally just held my microphone in front of Ramona's face. No, the problem is every time we put the microphone in front of her, she thinks it's a chocolate bar. Yeah. Sorry, relax. What were uh, we talking about? Oh, uh, you went to counselling. Yes. So, um, now, I, I've done counselling before. How long does it go for? Like it's an hour. Oh, no, you, yeah, it's about an hour. And how hour. often would you go? I've seen her twice, and that's all she said I needed to see her for. So, it's... Um, the best way I can explain it is... It's like when you have a, uh, uh, what she advises or what, what she helped me with is, um, you know, when you have a problem or you've got pros, you know, you're trying to work out the pros and cons, you sit down with a list and you say pro, blah, 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 cons. So you kind of do that with your, in a more deeper level about your career. So it's like, okay, well, these are the things I think are holding me back. Uh-huh. These are things I want to achieve. Yeah. And then you literally just work through that list. So you, it, it's sort of like an intensive, you really sort of talk it out. And get to the heart of what you're scared about, or you know, you know what you think your strengths are, and that kind of stuff. And then you sort of map it out visually, and that's the worst part because I'm not like a visual guy necessarily. And it's an arts and crafts table. You're literally surrounded, like you're in kindergarten with like just trinkets and Lego figures and stuff. And so she just gets you to visually, you know, uh, visually represent, you know, you do these different points, right? So by the end of it, you have this like just card filled with all these kind of figurines and shit. And she's documenting like a like a vision board. Yeah, I guess it's like a vision board. Yeah, but it's it's not like this is what I want, and you know, it's a Lamborghini and a girl in a bikini. Those really lame vision boards. It's much more because because otherwise you're not going to a counselor. You would go into a meetings about the secret. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's great. I pay a thousand bucks. I just need to get three more friends into it. And then I get like 20... Oh, you're not going to counselling. You're a psychologist. It's called, it's called Pyramid. Uh, <laughs> it sounds really great. Um, no, it's just... It's a bit more abstract than that because it's stuff that, you know, means something to you. But anyway, what you essentially do... What you essentially do is she, she sends you, like, all this documentation, photos, and, you know, she dictates your entire conversation. Yeah. And then she sends it to you. So it's just... It was... I was a bit... I was really cynical when I started doing it because I'm just not the visual guy and I... You know, I don't know what to. I don't know what that looks like, and you know, emotions, all that kind of stuff. It's it's not comfortable territory for me. Uh-huh. And then, um, but then something sort of happens where you just treat it like a game, like you're playing with your niece or your nephew, and you know, you just your imagination opens up a bit more. So when you start getting to that kind of honest point, and things start coming up, you haven't thought about, and blah 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 blah. So that's all written down. So when it gets sent back to you, did you just fart? Yes. Oh, it's disgusting. At least the door's open. Uh, we're talking about Ramona still. <laughs> uh, yeah, so when she sends it to you, you've got it in front of you, and it's like a quite a detailed document, so you just read it back. Because and- otherwise, you're talking about the counsellor. 
What do you mean? When you said she oh, yeah. spy. <laughs> yeah. That would be a weird twist in this yeah. story. Like, so she gets me to do some art and craft. And then at the end, and then she pulls my finger. <laughs> and then, but she says nothing about it. And it's yeah. how you react to that situation that yeah. defines where you're at mentally. It, it was actually like, it was really like profound, beautiful experience. Okay. And then at the end, she said, your shoes untied. And when I went down to do it, she grabbed my head and stuck it in her ass and farted. <laughs> Which... I just thought... And screamed at Namaste, bitch. <laughs> Name of the episode. New t-shirt. Namaste, bitch. I love it. That is excellent. <laughs> Namaste, bitch. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Copyright, toe flop. <laughs> I don't know if just yelling that into the microphone is any legal... Uh... But anyway, fair enough. All right, namaste, bitch. Um, the very least, it's the name of the episode. Yes. Oh, so I haven't told you about this, but I've arranged T-shirts for our for your comeback to celebrate your comeback. Excellent. They may have been sold out by now because I don't know when these episodes are going to go up. But anyway, if then imagine if none of them sold. The on you. Uh, if um, in fact they've been like there's been a campaign to not release them. I mean, that would be interesting. I'm not the sort of person to measure this sort of thing, <laughs> but I could see how quickly the T-shirt sold without you versus how quickly the ones with you sell. But, you know, you've always been part of the podcast, Charlie. We never let you go. I assume this is all part of you. So, so what's, what's the new T-shirt? Uh, it's the new T-shirt. This, it's to celebrate your uh, return to the podcast. Yeah. And uh, so I thought something thematic, something... Yeah, yeah. Which well, Sec- Second coming or... Right. Yeah. So, like, uh, he had a bunch of ideas, but I wanted something that featured you and, like, you know, something that summed up the, the podcast. Um, <laughs> so... I, can, I don't know. I feel a zing coming. <laughs> Is there a zing No, no, it's cool. It's actually really cool. Okay. So, okay. It's so me just, like, sucking I'll, I'll dick give you, or something. It'll be... Yeah, because <laughs> you're sucking a dick. It's you sucking hoops of dicks. It's you, uh, but your face is covered in dicks. Yeah. Oh, it's actually pictures of dicks that they've made into one of those things that they do like with Yoda or whatever, where they get all the little photos. It's like, like if you look at it, like it, they, uh, so it's everyone's dicks, but it's just your face made out of other it's people's It's like the poster of being John Malkovich, and it's all the Malkovich yeah, faces, but it's just It's just people's dicks, <laughs> but smelling out your face. <laughs> We've right. sold 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly in San Francisco. Uh, so, um, uh, I think the slogan will be something along the lines of, he's back. Yeah. Right, so what do you think the image might be then? He's back. He's so, back. it's either Poltergeist, Arnold Schwarzenegger, or um, Here's Johnny. The line isn't said in the movie. It's not really a parody of the line. It's more um, like, the, he's it's back. something that... Oh, we, is there something we've discussed? It's something, it's... Are we back, we're bad? You're black, I'm bad. No, no. But we did call the first episode that. Uh, no, but it's not that. That would be racial. Uh, that might make a good t-shirt yeah. at some stage. James Fosdyke, if you're listening, we're you'd back, like to work bad, on that. We're black, we're bad, you're black, I'm bad. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. But, um, no, no, it's not that. Uh, it's something that's very dear to your heart. Okay, he's back. Is it a uh, Michael Keaton movie? No. Okay. Is it Mike, a- it's a Michael movie. 
Jay Fox. Ah, oh, Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, all right. So, in the font, you getting out of a DeLorean. Oh, that is awesome. That's good, right? That's really cool. Yeah. Oh, so, have you seen it? Yeah, has he done it? No, 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 no. Oh, we, had cool. to, we had to decide today to get, do, go the full one. Oh, that's like because like in. James. Cool. I should point this out. So James, we pay James to do the t-shirts because yeah. he's designing the yeah. you know the thing. And um, but he does us a good yeah, yeah. deal. Uh, he's and he's very nice about it. But I like to pay him properly, so he gives me a proper quote. And so he did do the thing. Well, I can do like a triangle version for blah blah blah, or I can do the whole car for blah blah blah. But I don't know if you ever want to make money. And I was like, I don't want to make money. I want the whole car. <laughs> so maybe the t-shirt is actually four times more expensive yeah. than selling price. If we could sell like another hundred t-shirts, yeah. that would be really great. You know, I, it's funny, I met James the first time at your 40th, uh-huh. and we'd actually met before, James Fosdark and I, and it was it's really funny, because I actually have one of his comics, because I went to a comic convention, like 2008 in Melbourne, uh-huh. and I went to this, I like to go to the Australian, you know, the local... Was, were you a, um, a guest on a panel? No, <laughs> no, no yeah, the Blue Healers. No, the Blue Healers. There was just one guy, one guy who actually thought that he was at the All Saints panel and left halfway through. No, there was a mistake because apparently there's this really like niche uh, comic book called the Blue Healers, but they're like healers, like as in medicinal healers who are blue. Yeah, and like there would there'd be a typo. Put you guys to do a panel, so it's you and John Wood. Like the, the Australian cons. I mean, I've never been to San Diego or any of the big American ones, uh-huh. but I've seen the footage. The signings that we get, like, I mean, I saw Doug Jones, who, you know, does all the motion capture work for, like, Guillermo del Toro, you know, like Pan's Labyrinth. He's that really skinny guy. He's a silver surfer. Sure. Doug Jones. William Catt, the greatest American hero. Yeah. And Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters. That's who they had the year I went. Right. So they're not kind of... guy? That's not the same as Robert Downey Jr. Is that who Ernie Hudson is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, I've seen shit that'll turn you away. I don't think anyone... Do you think that in their radio ads where they, people couldn't see the picture of his face, they called him and the black Ghostbuster? <laughs> <laughs> well, they were there, and yeah. there was the second... Oh, what? Can you check it's still running? Yeah, I should check it. That's still working. Okay. Um, um, yeah, okay. There Ramona, was... Ramona pulled on the cord and the machine... Oh, shit, oh, came out. I don't know how long that's been out for. What do you mean? Like, okay, well, let's just talk about that and then we'll just see, okay. see what happens. But, uh, we'll try to listen back and find out. Oh, dude, I, I would have noticed if your cord wasn't in, so I reckon it pulled out just then. With Ramona? With Ramona, because that, oh, that's, yeah, just that's why out. the thing just uh, fell down. Right. Okay. was because the Ramona jumped on the cord and then right. the machine fell down and I think your cord fell out. Okay. Because I'm looking at you. And I think it is appropriate. If gone, like if you've gone wireless, yeah, it's appropriate with the podcast that we have the, mic problems. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there it's was old there was the only had some William Cat. They, they were A list celebrities. Yeah, and then after that, there was rare that that second true. lieutenant in Star Wars Episode Two, and oh, you know yeah. some Australian guy yeah, yeah. that had been pulled in. So it's not like Robert Downey Jr., no. Joss Whedon. Like we don't get those kind of stars at our cons. No, it's always like someone who was in Buffy that you kind of recognise. William Cat. Like, I was so depressed when I saw him. Like, he's an old man now. Like, little and old. Like, little old grey man. Maybe when I bring back cat, you know, saying the word cat, like, I'm a cool cat. Yeah. Oh, William my God. Be if I have a cat, out. I am William Cat. Oh, my God. That's oh my true. God, I'm the greatest Australian You need hero. to marry him and take his name. <laughs> oh, my God. 
That would be brilliant. Uh, so at that con, I went to the Australian, the local, you know, comic section, and I found this comic book called Deadly. And I was flicking through it, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. It's this, like, post-apocalyptic thing. This guy lives, like, set in Australia. This guy yeah. lives underground in this desert bunker, and there's these giant rodents everywhere and stuff, and he discovers this little kid who is somehow immune. There's a poison that's wiped out everything, but this one little kid. And it's a really cool book. Yeah. But I only bought the first issue. So anyway, fast forward to your 40th, and, you know, James and I were talking, and I had said to him, man, I was on, uh, on a, I was on the Marvel, like, you know, the comic book app, and I saw Deadly, and it's like, yeah, I said, I bought that from you, like, seven years ago, whenever the, like, I, six years ago, or whatever. I said, but I never got the, like, I never got the rest of the right. books, and he said, oh, well, you know, you can go on, buy them, and I was like, right, yeah, because I'm a comic book guy. <laughs> No, it was cool. I was happy to pay for them. But it's, I highly recommend to anyone who likes his artwork, get this book. I think it's only three issues, and it's like two two ninety nine or something. Sure. It's fucking excellent. Like, it really it is on the level with what you get from the States. It's really cool. I'm, uh, he's uh, asked me to write something. He's doing, like, a collection. Oh, really? Where he's getting, like, a whole bunch of people to write, like, a, you know, a four-page story or a, something like that. Can I get on that? Yeah, I'm sure that he... Well, I mean, maybe we could do, like, a Total yeah. One or something. Well, it's like a chronic rip-off. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? We could do a Cheech and Chong kind of adventure right. with Will and Charlie. Well, I think that's... Like, I was... Because I, the whole time, I was like, what will I do? But we could do a Total One. Yeah, yeah. Like, some sort of Inception-y Total One. Like, yeah, we're yeah. sort of in some universe of... Like, yeah. some sort of... I mean, we can't do Batman, but, like, some... Because some, it's like of the... Yeah, yeah, But, like, yeah, some yeah. sort of crossover well, into some... What world. about... I mean... Look, James has his style. But what about like a sort of more kind of like an adult, kind of like a Daniel Clowes? You know, like how he does those, they're kind of like just stories. Right. But like, you know, with it, obviously the tough up twist, so maybe like the Titans or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like something like that. Not superhero related necessarily. Right. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. Exactly. Exactly, Ramona. Well, she stopped snoring, so I think she's into the idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she approves. <laughs> she's like, bye, <laughs> bye, sell, sell, bye. Oh, she spotted again. Yeah, I, know. I think that's what she was saying. You know, it's actually funny. Jazzy, when Jazzy heard us coming back, he was like, oh, it's really good because you can finally get farted on by Ramona. Oh, yeah, that's a, it's a thing. That's a thing that she does. Oh, that's excellent. Oh, disgusting man. Well, you, uh, for those out there, it is pungent. It is, I mean, it smells like what Sex Panther would smell like. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, if the podcast ever gets really, really successful, and I have, I always do have that dream. Yeah. But what is a successful podcast? I mean, what does that mean? So, like, like Adam Carolla, WTF? We get a TV show out of it, right? Like something where basically have you seen the, the most WTF successful thing TV in your, show? Yeah. It, well, is it, is it's it's called Marin. All right, so it's not related to the podcast. Dave Anthony is writing. I know. It. I heard that's really cool. And he's like an actor in it as well, and he's like. Uh, Did you see his uh, Fatzilla? The photo we posted of him, they must have been doing some sketch or something. It was like a, like, you know, like a cardboard city and he was walking through and it just made me laugh. And he just, but it was just captioned Fatzilla. And so I just wrote back death to Fatzilla. Hello. 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 She's been barking and farting. So have you been farting? So you can take her. She's what did you think of? Just the things from the fridge. What, cheese, yogurt, <laughs> chocolate? Avocado from this morning, probably. Avocado from That's probably the shit. Avocado. That's she loves avocado. There's your Eastern Suburbs. There's your Eastern Suburbs dog. She loves avocado. Junior eats fucking carrots, 
like uh, coconut. He's, like, he's, he's, he's really like he's a vegetarian virtually. He loves he loves a fucking cucumber, asparagus, really? broccoli. He eats it all. Yeah. yeah. But then again, dogs eat everything. He'd also eat a lump of shit. If no, nah, he wouldn't do that. He's not that kind of dad. Asparagus, <laughs> avocado flavored shit. Yeah. But I do, do remember the first time you saw like a dog eat a piece of shit. I freaked out. Oh, it's not great. No. But why do they do that? Why? Yeah, just is it like a jackass thing? They're mates together. Yeah, it's part of a prank. Yeah. You always know that's actually a dog on a fox party. Yeah, you see one dog with dirty nocturnal oh. sunglasses on. Oh, she's done it again, has she? I think, unless it's one of your feet. No, no. No, <laughs> no feet smell like that. residual bad smells. But what a cute face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Think, you guys need anything? Uh, no, we're, I think we've got some beer and stuff. Sorry. That's all right. Come on. Okay, there you go. No more farts. <laughs> yeah, thank God the door's open for two minutes and that was getting fucking horrible. Yeah, it's not <laughs> So where did we get up to? Oh, well, uh, I got up to the idea that if oh, the, the podcast gets really, really oh, successful, yes, uh, we, we could release like uh, a remote fart scent. scent. Candle. Like a, one of those really expensive, well, Gemma could direct it. We did one of those right. big expensive black and white ads. Right. You know, and it's just a, it's just like, just we shoot it in the Tofop, Tofop cave, what do you call it? Podcave. The podcave. Is that, are we, is that licensed? Or are there uh, no, a few podcaves? We can always change it, but. What, what is Kevin Smith called the Fat Man, Batman one? Oh, that's the Fat Cave. Yeah. It's like the Pod Cave. I know, but is it ours? Do we have, you know? Probably not. Knowing us. Pod Cave. I think we probably yeah. don't own any of this. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't come up with an original idea in years. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, it'd be great if it became really successful. So what's the, what's the pinnacle you see for us? Uh, that, um, that we didn't have to do anything but this. I suppose actually that would be really like, uh, yeah. like, just roll like Statler of just like mocking things uh, yeah, that, yeah, like the original podcast that's what they were basically doing they were yeah. doing like a, <laughs> you know that Doug Benson does those movie interruptions <laughs> when they go to a cinema and they heard all the movies he's just ripping off the old guys from the Muppet show that's true that was the first movie interruption yeah Statler and half the audience were actually there to see them do that I would actually I mean are those the guy, the puppeteers did it. If they did a podcast as Stettler and Wardorf, I'd listen to it. God. Well, I always because said, you don't need to I always said that Walking the Room is like Stettler and yeah, Wardorf yeah, on yeah. meth. Totally. Yeah. So, but he, yeah, I would definitely... Have you like, spoken to Greg since he started his tour? No, I've uh, I've been following him online, but I haven't uh, had a conversation with him. I looked up where he was traveling and who he was traveling with the other night when I was out at dinner uh, with a friend, and we were trying to work out whether you know Greg would have gone crazy or not by now. And so I decided I'd see who he was touring with. Yeah. And I won't go into the details of the conversation that ensued with me and this uh, other comedian because it's really funny when you go through and try to work out a bunch of strangers and how they would actually because you have absolutely no idea how they react together yeah well yeah but it's, very, but it's track. fun to speculate mm. based on absolutely no evidence there's, really. a, there's a lot of times that I've been surprised where I've had like two separate friends I'm like oh there's no way they're going to get on like, that happens with Gemma all the time where I'm like oh like Gemma's going to hate that person because yeah. I, you know, I think I know her really well uh-huh. and then it turns out oh no they're fucking best friends it's yeah. weird Oh, yeah, yeah, people are unpredictable. Yeah, of course. And it's interesting, like... It's very arrogant to assume that you know how someone's going to think. Like, the brain is the most complex thing... 
also arrogant to assume or weird to assume or whatever that you have to share like a bunch of interests or life experiences with somebody that you feel friendly towards. Like, do you mean as in like, mm-hmm. well, people can be very different and still be friends. Like I have friends or people that I'm certainly friendly with who I have diametrically opposed political beliefs or yeah, like true. ideas about life or like, you know, like things that they do in their life are things that I wouldn't in a million years do in my life, but I still so, like them as people. So if you had to boil it down to one fundamental thing that you think you're drawn to, what is it? But like one, um, one thing. One thing? Yeah. I, it always helps if they like me. Sick of Sick of no, they don't have to be into me. I just, I enjoy people who like me because um, I find it a bit hard. Like, I like the comfort of knowing but isn't that, that someone likes me. But isn't that friendship? Like, that's not really a specific thing. I mean, by the I nature think that, of the friendship. I think that, it, it, like, I think of the many things that I would like to get better at in my life, but one at a time, uh, one of the things I would like to get better at is relaxing in company of people who... Uh, of course are my friends mm. but for me I probably judge my group of friends smaller than my friends would judge my group of friends and that's mm. not me saying I don't like those people it's me saying I'm comfortable that With this people. amount of people I know they're my friend yeah. and this next level it's my insecurity not mm. I, it's not me like you know all those people would probably go no no of course we're friends mm. and like I would like that to be the case because that's how I feel about them but it, they're more in an insecure sort of you know zone do you think it's it. a social anxiety kind of thing yeah you know, I'm pretty introverted really apart from yeah. like you know working wise yeah. like you know I certainly spend plenty of time on but does it actually make you anxious like going to things where you don't know people well or... here's the thing like you're comfortable in my observation is that you are comfortable on your turf like you're very happy to have people come back I liked it my birthday one of the great touches about that thank mm. you we you know, we haven't really talked about this on the podcast yet but I, you were but I've talked about my birthday on the podcast and people know that you were you know uh, partly responsible well, for it's it mainly Gemma and Amy like they really put it together I just kind of told but, them you know, things and so my favourite bit of that whole night. Well, I mean, there was a lot of bits of that night that I had just were awesome. Mm. The whole night was awesome, but there was like it was highlight after highlight. But mm. you know, the, the best bit of it, the thing that made most of those things great, was that we all came back here and like, well, that, like that was my favourite. That bit was of pretty it. much my one contribution yeah. is that when we're talking about it, because Amy was like, Amy was toing and froing, going, "Oh, maybe it's going to be too much to have people back here," and then. It, and she and Jim, Jim were looking at bars, and I said, "Look, no. If there's one thing I know, right. I think I even said to you on the night, he would like nothing more than just getting all those people back to his place. Uh-huh. So we'll just take care of, yeah, you know. So it's not it was gonna be, perfect. It's going to be no stress about cleaning up, no stress about bar, uh-huh. no stress about you know, and we'll get a bus, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so that was the one thing that I kind of knew. Yeah. Well, you know. Work. Yeah. Because <laughs> that is. My but you didn't feel anxious that night. No, no, no. And look, I don't think that if I make the commitment to go out, I guess what my mindset is mostly. If I make the commitment to go out in public and do something social, Mm. I think that I commit to the idea. Now, sometimes that will mean that if I'm not feeling it, I'll just sneak off. Yeah. But, but I try. I don't try to be miserable in public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But But I am much more likely to not come out. Just on the sort of, like, you know, sometimes I just do that thing where I'm just like, you know what? I'm just happy to go home and, like, watch some TV show in bed and then just go to sleep. But do you think you go out and you fake it? Because there's no... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. I mean, because I do. I do. Yeah. Definitely. Like, there's things you go to where you're like, out of obligation or whatever, 
and you'll fake it. Sure, but I'd like, I like to pride myself on... Uh, look, here's the thing that... I, and this was something, a thing that was explored if anyone saw my latest show, but, like, the idea of whether things need to be real for A, you to believe that they're real, or B, for you to learn important life lessons out of those things. And I, I often, in situations now, just go, you know what? If I pretend like I'm into this... Like, after a while, I'll just... I'll start to have a good time. Yeah, muscle memory. Like, I, you know? Yeah. And I, I thought it more often than not, if I go... I mean, yeah. here's a good example. I was in... Uh, I did something that was uncharacteristic for me a couple of times on tour. And, and each time, it went really well. Like, when I was in Buffalo, I went out... Uh, hello? Oh, yeah, I ate a lot of butter. Not that much. <laughs> I had some more toast than... Is that what that means? Yeah, right. Oh my god, busted. I bought this butter yesterday from yeah. the market that looks like blue cheese and like, canned, like the cultured butter. churn. And it's like staring at me like I ate too much butter. Um, when I, I had a good amount of butter. I need mean, to. You should You said that I like could. No, there's still plenty left. You said that. That's I pretty get... funny, dude. That's that's what Homer Simpson does when he doesn't have to go to church. <laughs> he eats half a fucking stick of butter with a waffle wrapped around it. It's like homemade butter. My apartment homemade womb moon waffle. <laughs> it's like it's hand churned homemade. Can I just say? Are you, we, like spoke, a silver we, we spoke about my hal- my halloumi addiction. Yeah. I've been eating a kilo of halloumi a week. Oh yeah. It's just pan fried. Yes, on its with own. With lemon and bit black pepper. I'm addicted. I can't stop fucking eating it. I will have it with everything. It actually is rivaling donuts, and because yeah. oh god, but this halloumi, <laughs> I'm getting man. I'm getting the good shit. Yeah. Like I'm getting top yeah. level halloumi, man. This well, that butter is amazing. Your taste? Oh, nah. Not really. What? All I really ate today was toast with that butter on it. So, so well, like toast butter for dinner? Is there more toast? I think I have one. Sorry, I shouldn't interrupt. Anyway. No, that's all right. Come on. Interrupt if it's about humiliating Will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, did, did you actually write butter on it? Because you were going to put, point. you were going to put like no frills butter <laughs> back into. You know what the best bit oh, is? Yeah, he yeah. actually didn't want to eat it, but he needed something to talk about. So he forced himself <laughs> to eat half a pound of butter, not really wanting it. <laughs> and then run on the board. He's been trying not to vomit the whole fucking bottle. Delicious. I um I did say to Amy, and I did consider doing this still, but I did say to her that when um. When she came home and when I ate all the butter, because I knew I was going to. There was bread there and it was delicious. And so, anyway, whatever, I'm allowed to eat bread and butter in my own house. Yeah, that's true, but that's a lot of butter. So, I um, I knew I was going to do it, so I said to her that I was going to take the other butter out of the fridge, like the cheap butter, and like jam it in. So <laughs> I went when, when I was a kid at my grandma's place, she'd made a chocolate cake. And so I went up and cut like a thin slice, took it out, and then tried to squash the cake together and put the icing back over the seal. Yeah, I hear. Yeah, I've re- I re-iced the cake. I've totally re-iced the cake. I got busted mid-re-icing. That's, that sounds like a sex move, re-iced the cake. Yeah. Well, I'd been like taking the icing off the cake in the middle of the night when I'd been sneaking down from the bedroom. And then I was like, maybe... Oh, Oh, like you know what you are. You're like you're like Homer Simpson with little Will running down the stairs to eat the icing. Grown up Will eating butter. I was probably like fourteen or fifteen. 
And uh, it was in the middle of the night. That's it was too old to be eating ice. Love, it was carrot cake. My love, I asked the question: if you if you go downstairs in the middle of the night to to remake the icing, why don't you just make the fucking icing to begin with and eat that? It's nicer off the top of the cake. Uh, okay. Is it? My yeah. sister used to make cups of icing and just eat that. Yeah. Like cocoa. it's like muffin tops. Like you can't just make muffin tops. Like muffin tops are nicer on the top of muffins. I've never had a muffin top without a muffin. They're overrated and they just got well. I'm going. Alright. Bye. 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 I'm kind of glad I go out as well. I think it's because like, I went If nights. I didn't go out with her, I would hardly leave the right. house. I mean, she's been away for six weeks. Right. And people are like, oh, no, people think I'm dead. Sometimes I want to be dragged out. I went because to... you're like, well, otherwise I've got like Fox footy. Yeah. I can just stay at home. It's true. I've got the internet and I've got like Fox footy. Yeah. Like, what else do I need? But it is kind of funny like how people react when you disappear. Like Gemma is very much, you know, the... You know, the kind of outboard engine to my dinghy. Uh-huh. And so when I caught up with some friends midweek, uh, you know, just for a get together, and they weren't expecting to see me, but I couldn't stay long because I was working on a script and I wanted to get back. So I stayed for like an hour and stuff and took yeah. off. And then one of the next day was like, oh, you know, we were, um, everyone was saying, like, how sad you are now that Gemma's not here. And I'm like, no, uh, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I miss her and stuff, but like, I'm, I'm doing things. Like, Otherwise, it's not that I don't value you guys, but what I'm using the I'm using this this space as an opportunity to kind of do some stuff that right. I want to do. That's harder to do when you know she's here, not through any fault of her own, but it's just you know I've got an it's empty house now. now. Yeah, empty house now, so I can write. I mean, when I write, I like to just fucking get up in my pajamas, go sure. straight to the computer, you know, eat over the sink, you know, not shower for days and stuff. And and so it's easy to do that now. It helps me sort of break the back of something I'm trying to get through. But um. Yeah, it's funny that people have assumed that, you know, she's gone and I've, I've somehow become like, you know, Hunchback of Notre Dame or something like that. Oh my god, he hasn't washed for three days. days. It's not because I'm depressed, it's because I'm creative. Using, a, yeah, using this opportunity. It's so hard to tell from each other. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Hence the history of show business. <laughs> but I remember this friend of mine, uh, there's a new show called Salem. Uh, on uh, on in the States right now. It's like a kind of horror show and he's the yeah. executive producer and he's a writer. And I stayed with him and I remember one time when I first went to LA, I'd stay with him a lot in Santa Monica. And uh, I sort of said, oh, Gemma and I are going to be passing through. Is it cool if we crash? Because he's got like a house and then a little granny flat at the back, which is his office. So normally you can sleep in the granny flat. And I said to him, um, oh, is it cool if Gemma and I come by? You know, you probably won't see us, we'll just be in the granny flat. And he said, to be honest, I've got a deadline in a few days and I really need to just be able to walk around the house naked screaming if I have to. Right. No offense, but like, you know, and I understand that. Like I understand that idea that So you still stayed though, right? No. Well oh, oh is it some hilarious. Well I was just like, <laughs> uh, like I'm just warning you guys. I'm just gonna walk around naked and scream. You're like, well we'll be out of the house most of the day. I did think it was an odd choice to explain his creative process. But no, the, I understood the point. You know, sometimes you just kinda need to Right. Well, I, I need a deadline. That's what really gets my ass in the gear because otherwise I can fucking dawdle. But I also need to just be able to not have to think about anything else like dinner plans, exercise, walking the dog, 
paying bills. Like, seriously, I just have to go and like to shut it. All yo yo moves, right? That's what you're talking about? Walking the dog? Yeah, walking the dog, rock the baby. You're talking about how you're going on the professional yo-yo. world. <laughs> you're, you're becoming one of those guys who goes to primary schools and does yo yo demonstrations. I was right? shit at that. Yo yo, that yo yo fad was the most regularly occurring fad. It was almost yeah. like two years ago. It was like yo yo coming back. Ah. That's very meta. Uh, you know Russell Howcroft from Gruen. Russell Howcroft, and I haven't... I'm going to mention this to him. He used to play drums in my brother-in-law's band. Is that band. right? Are you serious? <laughs> yes. I know he was a drummer. He's a cool cat, Russell. Yeah. We, He's well, this is, he, he promised me... This is a true story. He promised me that if I ever do a Tonight Show on Australian television, because over the years he keeps telling me I should do a Tonight Show, and I just... Yeah. I don't think there's really room for a, tonight, a proper Tonight Show in Australia. It's not mm. quite big enough and blah, blah, blah. But it's one of those things that... I, I know that I probably will never host this Tonight Show in my life, but I think that I would have liked to. Yeah. It would have been fun to do, yeah, mm-hmm. just for a bit, and it's probably not going to happen now. But um, but anyway, whatever, that's not the point of that story. But we always, like, would, you know, speculate on what this ideal Tonight Show would be and what it would be like, and I always told him that if I did it, my one proviso was going to be that he was going to be, like, my Paul Schaefer. Drummer. And he would be, like, the drummer and yeah, like, yeah, the leader yeah. of the band, and yeah, he would be, yeah. like, my sidekick, and he told me, he promised me that yeah. if it ever happened, he would do that. Well, because I met Russell, he sorted us out with, Grand final tickets last yes. year, and you know, he's, I had to remember the first time. Awesome guy, really great guy. But then um, I spoke to my sister, and I said, "Oh yeah, uh, went to grand final. Uh, Will's mate Russell. So it's gone Russell Howcroft. Like, yeah, on he used to play drums in Fogus band Bridgetown. Right. <laughs> I went and saw that band. Like, I know who that oh, is. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. So like, I used to see him play drums, but I don't remember him. He, he looked a lot different. I don't actually even remember what he looks like. No, I'm just a drummer. Sorry, Russell. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, how weird's that? What, why was I telling you about him? What, what got me onto that topic? What were we oh. talking? We were making some point, and I was like, like butter. What's great finals? Oh, where's the blackboard now? I know. Fuck you, like we basically need a stenographer <laughs> as we speak, so yeah. we can stop it any time. Can you read that back? Yeah, yeah. Like you like, said, what like would happen if gone. Batman and Superman got into a fist fight? But Batman had a DeLorean, <laughs> so we just need to hire a court reporter <laughs> for every episode to read back, so we can go back to that point. That's a great idea. Hey, you know what? We should have a competition. Our podcast is like a choose-your-own-adventure book, but you can't find your way back to the point in the last point. I think that's a good fucking, like, bonus, like, or a little bit of merch, yeah. is just for one episode, we hire a stenographer. She dictates the whole thing. We print it as a, at that episode, make a limited edition. That'd be pretty cool, actually. And we can do, we two, should, we can do two editions. One is the shorthand, the stenographer yeah. shorthand, and the other one... Because she has to write down whatever we say, right? Right. <laughs> oh, my God. So we could say... Hey, that guy with the dark hair is really hot. I've always loved Blue Heelers. Because <laughs> she's writing it. Or she write Charlie Sands. Wow, you must be lonely. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Give me compliments. <laughs> I'll tell you what to say. Just write it. Don't even say it. Just write it. Let me read it back and pretend you said it. <laughs> I'll just put it to my computer and voice modulate so it sounds like a woman. I don't care, maybe even a man. <laughs> I'm not lonely. I'm in love with T-Pain now because it sounds like him. <laughs> Charlie, you're so handsome. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's keep it tight so that we can record another one. You've right. got time to do another yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to yeah. get bathroom and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't mean roll straight through. I just meant no. in general. <laughs> you did.
Uh, Tofop website, tofop.com. Uh, yeah. Rate the podcast on iTunes. Um, there's probably t shirts available, so if you can buy a t shirt or a store of merchandise, All right. that'd be a cool. If thing. you can buy a t shirt, we can afford to hire a stenographer for an hour. Oh my god, yeah. That's yeah. what we should do. We should just sell t shirts to raise money for stupid shit. Yeah, can you actually? That's a great idea. Yeah, mate, that should be our business model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a business, business model. model. <laughs> that's a fun business model. Well, it's worked for show bag manufacturers for years. Right. I just enjoy that. I'd rather not, instead of just making a piddling amount of money, I'd rather sell some t-shirts so pe- people have some cool t-shirts and then we just use that money for fun stuff for the audience and the podcast. Someone told me a girl that used to work on Home and Away and I don't know if this is true or not. Also, I think we should do a podcast at some stage where we finish all the stories that we started. That If, if there's any story we ever started that frustrates you that we never got back <laughs> yeah. to, I assume that we eventually get back to the same area and tread over it. But yeah. if there's anything that we've never... T- like got to get on the first for page. example uh, hot water uh, and the end wall oh my god <laughs> two that we still haven't got to oh tinder as well we oh, I can't to, remember though what we're we got to butter though oh no I think well you said write tinder down but I think we kind of covered off yeah that's anyway. what sketch tinder off so let's cross that off and uh, butter I think that's alright so that's got, been done bulldogs hot woman and more to go yeah so look that's not too bad so, um, um, what I was going to say was uh, when, yeah. apparently there's a ghost who are going to away who's no I don't know if it's true whose family were wealthy and the reason Bobby, they're wealthy Bobby, is, Bobby? is they <laughs> is they owned show bags and I was like, that sounds Hang like on. bullshit. Like that own can some, show well, I mean, could someone copyright like somebody probably show does own But is that something you can... It's like a, a business. So you're the only people who manufacture plastic bags with novelty toys, can't Well, maybe it's one of those things well, where they, they kind of the market, market really early. Right? Yeah. And then no one can compete. Like everyone else is like, why would you go that's up against show bags? I mean, that's ingenious. Like They're show so bags cheap to manufacture. Yeah. So that'll be us. Creating shit that no one wants or needs. Right. In China. <laughs> we'll get Chinese people to do this. This will be Chinese, but it'll be cheaper. And now, and the difference between us and the show bags is everything we have is a choking hazard, no matter how yeah, old you are. <laughs> it's a choking hazard. I mean, right technically, up. if you are determined, most things are a choking hazard. Yeah, that's right. We're just going to make a show bag of choking hazards. Yeah, it's all going to be stuff that can directly fit your throat and suffocate you. We're changing the name of the podcast to Choke Fault. <laughs> That sounds way too dirty. We're not calling it choke fop. Okay, we can't call it choke fop. All right, are we done? Uh, yeah, I think we were done a little while ago, but we kept Do you, talking. We don't know anything from my... It's weird. I, I, I mean, it's hard because this is in the future. Yeah, it's We weird. don't know how far in the future it is because at well, this stage we've it's done... It's a future for us, but the past for the people who are listening. What? It's the future for us. This, this conversation is going to come out in the future for us, uh-huh. but when people listen to it, it was now, which is the past for them. Oh, Oh, fuck, man. Mind blown. <laughs> Do you want me to get Neil deGrasse, uh, Doogie Howser? Yeah, get, get Doogie that? Howser here with some fucking mushrooms. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I'm about to have a breakthrough. Yeah. Let's get on a plane. As long as we don't get off at the other end, everything is going to be fine. Uh, you've been listening to Tofop. I'm Charlie Clausen. I'm Will Anderson. Totally. Totally, right? Totally. Totally. Yeah, totally. Like it's totally. I was totally. Yeah.
Totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, 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 totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. 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 Yeah, totally. 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 Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, 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 totally.
Totally. Oh, they, they were totally. Totally. Yeah, totally. 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 Totally agree with it. Totally. Totally. No, totally. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. You know. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Totally. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. I totally am. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, totally. 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 Yeah, totally. 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 Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. I was like, yeah, totally. 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 Yeah, totally. 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 Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Hostage negotiation. Yeah, totally. 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 Totally。Yeah、totally。Totally。Totally。Yeah、totally。Yeah、totally。Yeah、totally。Yeah、totally。Yeah、totally。Yeah、totally。Yeah、totally。Yeah、totally。Yeah、totally。Yeah、totally。